have you. Throw away my apple now. Now you look. can keep eating it. Everyone would have to I, hear you in a normal yeah, podcast. They, they have to hear. <laughs> Guys, I'm I'll Rachel Jankovic. Becca's throwing away her apple core. Come back. Hold Beck. on. I'm not. I'm saving it for later. And look, here Hello. we are. I'm Becca Merkel. Going live. I can't yeah. believe we're doing this thing that no. we coordinated in advance. I'm glad we didn't wear our matching shirts. Yeah, this is the one, right? This little ruffle is this the one, one that she yeah, thought she bought my shirt. Striped. Yeah. So what have you been doing today other than breathlessly Running getting hair? Running hither and thither. No, I've had classes and I like that we're both rained on. We just came Deeply in. rained on. We just got here. Whew. Carpool. Because I yep. thought I'd have time to get here, but I arrived outside in the rain at 3.59 and Becca was just pulling up also. Uh -huh. So we ran through the rain and we have come. And look, hi ladies, we are here. all of you coming also because you bear with us for no reason we you can do. imagine. <laughs> you do. Um, I told Rachel this already, but I feel a little unsure here because our normal routine <laughs> is we both sit in the car seats and look opposite directions. Yeah. And Rachel does this one, she shuts one eye and lines up spots yeah. on the windshield. I like to do, you know, with like the like, bug on the windshield. Yeah, like, so get it. she's like, half the time she's going. <laughs> and it does a lot when I do yeah. that. It really adds to the depth of the conversation. But we don't look at each other half the time. We're just sort of like off this way. And now it's like, oh dear. I don't know if we can interact. You do have rain on your forehead. Okay. It's, I'm actually sweating. The sweat <laughs> of my brow. Uh, anyway, well, we're gonna try to pretend that this is not awkward for us to be in front of the camera. And, that there's and it's three dead. guys over there. The, yeah, <laughs> it took all three of them to make us show up on time. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I have on my phone here because you all know I've been so diligent. Yeah, I've been they, saving they, questions. They know the dark secrets. Yeah, they do. But I keep telling people I'm saving this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave your questions. So I have questions, although I don't know. I guess if people are putting, nobody's putting questions up. Everyone's just saying hi. But if Hello, a question everyone. comes in there, we'll just ignore it. So we'll just, we'll just <laughs> if you had a question, you'd be welcome to ask it and we'll Feel try free to, to ask it. things that we won't read. Right. Okay. So there was something that I wanted to, I actually already read this to Becca, but I still think we should talk about it here because I think it's hilarious. Okay. So, you know, as I've been doing, what it is. as I've been doing department of hell no, I have been getting submissions from people and the submissions are quite a tour de force. Lots of times they're me. Uh, yeah. Because then I just send it to Rachel and then I don't have to She does about do it. some. A lot of people send them to me. But this one is from a, somebody's social media account. I just think this one is hilarious. I don't, I can't help it. It is, this is the one where, so, okay, it's a mom oh, talking. Oh, no, it's this one. Oh, and Rachel. she says, can oh. I tell you, she's talking about a four-year-old. She says, can I tell you how we handle emotions in this household? Oils. They bypass the thinking brain and go straight to the feelings part of your you're, brain. You're treading on all the thin ices. So no, I actually yes, think that are. this corresponds beautifully well, it does, with, with the it. post that um, Brent Pinknell shared of the person who sees angels all over their house <laughs> <laughs> and thought they summoned a demon with the scrambled eggs that burned or whatever it was. Because this one says, so keep going. this is a mother, uh, so her four-year-old son handles uh, emotions with oils is how he and she says he responds best he to peace and calming and grounding oil. or other tree oils i would either put one drop on my hand or apply it to his head and then let him sniff my hands or if it's one of those moods if i can corral him i'll just drip one drop on his head now when becca and i were talking about this we got ourselves into like uh, <laughs> a laughing fit over the idea of if you just if we carried this up into adulthood like, we were like, what if yeah. your husband had an oil to use to fight lust? So <laughs> then you would have to have him like getting it out. Just, I like the idea of just carrying it around in your pocket. Yeah, but then you think, like, it's like a comedy skit of a husband <laughs> and wife out, and he's tempted to lust at someone, so he's quickly, <laughs> and then she's having to get out her oils to deal with anger. <laughs> and it just escalates. It just keeps going. So bad. Winding up and up and up. Because... Uh -huh. Because obviously there's a serious, a serious concern in there, which is, which is that you can't deal with sin. Because she's saying the oil is to deal with her, her son right. being angry or to deal and with. To be clear, nobody minds an oil. Oil is okay. Well, I mind an oil in that per, in That's that moment. Saying. But if it's an oil for a yeah a oil cough, 
you're like, oh, this is a helpful just breathing. Good. You know, whatever. Lots of things. We're not opposed to the oil You just can't fight itself. your sin that way. Right. And this was saying, it just makes me laugh to think of like, oh, here's my son. I'm going to send him out into the world. <laughs> For his first job, I'm going to give his boss a little starter pack of oils to apply when he won't do what he's told. And here's here's an oil for in case he is not being focused, that this is the job of somebody responsible in their life. Yeah, yeah. And I, I find this hilarious. And also, my husband just told me this yesterday. We had a lot of snow here, and that apparently all of the parents of the students at Washington State University, there was like major outrage on Twitter over the unsafety of their children having to walk in snow to go to classes. Okay. I was like outraged, like people flipping out. And a, and a college boy who fell down on the side. <laughs> a college man, I should call him a man, he's grown, fell down on the sidewalk somewhere. And his mother was on Twitter attacking the president of Wazoo about her okay, son okay. and she went really around the bend because I think his mother was telling her son to go pee on the president's door about him having fallen down on campus somewhere in the snow. So those are good. Wow. Good times at wow. Washington State. Wow. But my husband's comment was, this is bringing a whole new level to the idea of the snowflake generation. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole nother layer of That's reality. Really funny. That's on really top hilarious, of it. actually. Yes, but that wasn't a question. That was no, what I wanted to No, and it also wasn't related in any way to the oils topic. I was waiting for it to tie. I, it was because I was saying we're going to have to tie the bow. But I was so close. You should tie it for me. I was saying I know where you're going. If you bring a little, if you're we thinking, we can't expect everyone out there is going to intuit it. <laughs> if they're here watching us, I think they can. <laughs> I. It is that if you're thinking, if this is how you're going to train your kids to deal with their emotions when they're little, which is to not deal with their emotions. No. To have mom run around and apply some oil that will calm you. She says she leaves the room. She applies the oil yeah. and she leaves. And she comes back when the oil has dealt with it, basically, yes. is the yes. assessment. My point is that if you're not giving your kids, if it really is like that level, I mean, it doesn't matter that it's the oil. If it was a cheese stick you were making <laughs> them have when they were having a sin, it wouldn't help. No. You know? It's a cartoon Right, and the, so my point is that the idea of trying to protect them or not let them, not give them the tools to deal with their own motivation problems, instead right. you applying things, that reminded me of the snowflakes at Washington well, State. Well, that's true, but it reminds me, which is not really a, I don't think it's a really like morality tale, other than just don't be this mom. There was a guy we knew who was playing high school baseball. <laughs> and maybe junior high. I, I don't know how old he was, but I know he was too old. He was, pro I think, I think it was high, high school. school. It was high school. And he was in the outfield and got hit in the head with the <laughs> ball. Which, okay, you're already in a little bit of an embarrassing moment right there because <laughs> you got hit in the head with the ball. Uh, but his mother jumped the fence like she <laughs> ran down the bleachers and she over the fence but she did like a almost superhuman jump the Leap. fence because she was yeah. a little short person and, and she, she got ran it. out there to the outfield to help him in his time of trouble <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of like don't be that oh to be there don't, at your son's first job to run in and be like here i just this will be so subtle i'll just put out my hand just help you let me just help you it's just not, it's taken some things too far. Okay. I like that you're just sailing with that one. I feel like that was a, an aggressive one to lead with. <laughs> well, Becca's getting all soft on me. I am, we did, I have we the voice did, of reason we did in this speak, relationship. We did speak about that. Yeah, we are did. you? We did speak in advance. Like the one trouble with doing a Facebook Live is there's no saying, <sighs> yeah. just cut out that part. Just no. cut that out. Just guys, no. if you didn't like that part, but you, pretend you that our there, editors. You can just unplug if it's getting there. <laughs> Shut this thing down. Okay, quick retreat. <laughs> I but I like, you I like to, to when think. We're talking about the oils if of you're, lust. If you're out there and you're offended that we were making fun of any use of oils, then I hope you can see that you we need to be better at being friends with people who think differently than, you know, being like okay <laughs> with being around people who think differently about these things. All right. Here's a question. Hi, I was wondering, oh, it comes with a graphic of, I'm done adulting, let's be mermaids. Got it. Always I was wondering helpful. if you might consider speaking to the, I can't adult today fad 
and what instead it looks like to turn a profit on our days. So apparently this is a phrase, a turn a profit on our days came from something that we said sometime, which I'm pretty sure we just were. Are people talking about not adulting? Is that a problem we're having? Am Becca, I? Becca, <laughs> I'd like to bring your attention to something. <laughs> Becca doesn't look on social media. I'm, I'm not there very often. I She's not as much aware of, of not as much, <laughs> no, no. When you say that. Apparently she's not at all aware of it because that one is that one. Well, I no, I mean thought. I've heard the phrase before, but is this like an actual legitimate like trouble in the world, or is it more of a joke? I think it's a joke that covers for a real trouble. I okay. saw someone messaged me today a video of a woman in England somewhere who did a marriage ceremony to her duvet. That happened. That's, that's that happened. And it I was, don't even have a thought there. It's duvet just kind of like being stop and her move comforter, on. not yeah, I like got that. here we think of a duvet as being the the, the comforter cover. cover, but this was yeah. actually the whole comforter that she was marrying. But in the process, she was saying she just really wanted to help people with uh, self love, self care. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a duvet day, was what she said. Okay, here's so, the thing. No, but I have an observation. It's the same thing this. as I can't adult today. It's okay to just like stay in yeah. your bed all day and not do anything because well, you don't feel like it. I did, speaking of how I'm not on social media, I'm not very often. I'm teaching high school kids a lot of the day. But um, I, was, I was in a particular feed of doom that I was looking at, not just for fun, but because it actually was, anyway, long <laughs> Becca story. Becca doesn't go to feeds of doom for fun. <laughs> no. She only does it for work. But I was looking through this, yeah. and it's a lot of really awful, sad, sad, double sad, self-care, self-love, body positive, love yourself, you're enough, everybody's enough all the time, we're enough. And it's, it's like 50-50 that, and also, I'm so sad, I can't get out of bed, I have this mm -hmm. sucking black hole in my life and there's nothing that will comfort me. And mm -hmm. everyone else being like, I know, I know, I'm there, that's where I am too, that's how I am. Yeah. So it, it does give me that feeling that all the people who are spending all this time talking about everything is justified because it makes me happy, it does feel like the Sheryl Crow song of if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad, you know? Mm -hmm. I, every but the time. real pointed, you know, next line is, if it makes you happy, why the hell are you so sad? Yeah, it's a solid question. question. If it you're doing everything question. that makes your heart happy, why are you so desperately always still needing the next thing to make yeah. your heart happy? Because it's you're not going to be happy. It hasn't cheered you up since your last Instagram post. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so the funny part about the woman marrying her duvet, it wasn't funny, it was really depressing, but the funny part <laughs> about it is just the idea that this is going to bring, it was somehow involving Valentine's Day, right? Because it was saying, course, don't what? feel so really depressed. Hot. Sorry. It's all right. We'll allow it. I well, think I, go ahead. yeah. So she was, it was like a, um, we just want to help everyone realize that if loving yourself means just staying in bed all day and being sad, then do it. I mean, by all means, celebrate <laughs> that. And think, ooh, I think there could no. be more for us out there. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I like that Becca. Guys, we didn't know we were going to find out Becca had not yet noticed the I can't adult today I've trend. seen it. I've seen it. I just <clears> didn't <throat> think we were, like, is there a movement of, like, I won't be an adult? Is that, like, a thing? Yeah, because because it corresponds with the bizarre entitled um, what people I would say. I thought it was always, like, I'm tired of adulting, so I'm gonna eat a donut, or something. Not like well, but people I'm use it. I think I think it's a joke to cover a serious situation. Okay. Because I think it's the thing where people are like, I deserve. I'm entitled to have a job that pays me a hundred thousand dollars a year, and I'm okay. and it has to be. You know, like it's a sense I'm of entitlement. You. I just didn't know we had like a self-identifying group of non. No, I think it's just a. Mm, I don't know. Okay. All right. Next question. Hello. I have three boys under age three and knowing you both went through little years with lots of little ones close together. We didn't even answer the last one. We just derailed and went off and didn't talk about she it. She said if we could speak to the I can't adult today and boy, we, we spake at it. 
Go on. We probably didn't come up with anything great about it. No, the, the real the real question was Just don't do that. You're right. Guys. You're right. Just the don't. second the second half of the question is how can we turn a profit on our days? So I guess yeah. that that means when someone doesn't want to adult, how do you turn a profit on, and do it anyways? I think my thought would be do it anyways. Guys, you needed us to step in. <laughs> with this insight into your problem but okay more practically i would say turning a profit on it um just i think it's good to sometimes just really deliberately offer your effort towards obedience to god and take a moment and say i don't feel like doing this but lord equip you know equip this feeble effort like make this worth something i'm gonna try i'm gonna do this you know and i'm doing it for your glory and offering it to god in that way is productive because yeah, and, and I think like trying to stretch yourself a little bit too, like trying to to pick a goal that's just feels slightly too far. You know what I mean? Like just make yourself stretch just a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think about is. she didn't she didn't lay out here if she means like it's really a trial. Like how do you turn a profit on a trial or how do you turn a profit on what you don't feel like you can handle today? You know, like right, just what, just, what just sounds hard. I'd rather opt out. And eat yeah. One thing I think is helpful is if you think about adulthood, practically speaking, really being an adult, it's change that happens over time. You don't you don't just spring into full responsibility all of a sudden. And so as we want to be sanctified and grow up in the faith and in real life, we want to be, when you said stretch yourself a little, it's, it's continuing to work towards the goal of being far more mature than you are. Not thinking, I have arrived, I'm enough, this is yeah, enough. Yeah, but I do think that everyone knows how this would work in if you were training for something physically or if you had a goal you wanted to get faster or more endurance or stronger or whatever it is. Everybody mm -hmm. understands you would, you would pick your goal and then you would gradually try and work up to it. Right. And you can't just expect to hop out of bed tomorrow. Right, and you marathon. can't do that through the power of your own will. You can't be like... Ta-da! Today no. I'm going to do it all. But if you want to make progress towards that, you would have to continue to stretch yourself and push so yourself. So I can think of really dumb things in my own life that I specific, and I know I can think of dumb things in your life Thanks. also. That's good. That yeah, Please it's, share. we're sisters, so I know more. If you could bring up all the dumb. <laughs> no, things in no, my I was going to say dumb things <laughs> in my life where I specifically decided I'm not going to make a big deal about this because it's not a big deal. Like, in something that's okay. really where you actually had a dumb, in, like, like I think you and I have talked about this, about something like, why would you ever think it's a big deal to need to wash your sheets and make your bed? You know, when you might have that feeling of, like, that's a big job, I don't feel like doing it. Or for me, like, I don't love unloading the dishwasher. It's not a job I enjoy. Okay. But it objectively takes, like, a minute and 30 <laughs> seconds. And so why would, you, why would you postpone that all day making a big mess in your life? because it was a minute and 30 seconds that you didn't enjoy or something. So throughout my life, I can think of things that were no big deal, but where you deliberately chose to sure. not mind this work. Like I'm going to mature past thinking this is really mm -hmm. difficult that I need to do yeah. this. Um, can you think of examples of things that you did that with? Deciding I would drink black coffee just yeah. because. Yeah, oh, speaking of adulting. We're going to be adults. We're going to have to drink gonna black coffee. <laughs> I actually did the same thing with black <laughs> coffee. But it was more for me about I can't, I need to drink enough coffee in my life that I need it to not also be <laughs> calories. <laughs> Let's just have yeah. this be a free and clear beverage <laughs> and not one that's True. a little bit of sugar, a little bit of cream. So, but that kind of thing where you think, I want to be down the road here. Maybe not coffee is not a good example cleaning your house or taking care of something or making dinner every night where you think you can get into a pity party of this is so much work. Why do I yeah. have to do this? Or you can say grown up people handle things like this. I'm planning to be grown up people. Yeah. So I'm going to learn how to handle it. That's what we're going to yeah. do. Okay. So are you ready for question number I'm two? I'm ready. I'm ready. Do you have anything else I'll you want to talk about? To... I forgot to tell Becca that I was going to have us sing a duet. <laughs> <laughs> You can and, see um, I'm actually unsettling I, right here. I brought some sock puppets. Yes! So yes. that we could do a little thing together. Mm -hmm. Okay, here it is. Hello, I have three boys under age three, and knowing you both went through little years with lots of littles close together, I would love to hear any wisdom y'all have looking back on those years. What advice would you give a mom of young ones? 
stay at it, it actually is a lot faster than it seems like in the moment. And it's one of those The funny days things. are forever long and the years are forever short. And the thing is, people always say to you, it goes so fast, and you think, pshaw. You don't know what you're talking yeah. about. But and it turns out that things are cliche for a reason. Yeah, it people say it really, all the time because it's real. It really, it's like, um, it's like morning sickness, I think, where when you're in the middle of it, it feels like forever. You're yeah. going to be sick forever. <laughs> but then mm -hmm. at the end of it, it's like, I don't know, was it 12 weeks or something? And 12 weeks ago for me now is like so fast. A blink. But when you're in it, it really feels. But that's I've I know I've said long. this on the podcast. When my kids were all little, when that well no, when the four of when the four oldest were all little, that little stretch of shebang that we had going on, um, in that time period, I'm not joking when I say if Luke was gonna <laughs> be late home from work, he'd be like running late, and I'd be how late? He'd be like eleven minutes, and I'd be like no. <laughs> I'm going to die before you arrive home. 11 minutes is 11 minutes past my human endurance. Like, I'm yeah. going to be dead by the time you get home. And I, um, but that just sort of leaves. It just sort of yeah. quits being that way. And I have to say, though, the time that you put in there makes so an indefinite difference later. And, mm -hmm. the, and the later really is long. I mean, you have to, have, I mean, these are your going to, be your right. kids for the rest of your life and the formative time when they're all little it's it's like bothering to get the foundation right mm -hmm. when you're building a and house. it takes it's and it, really worth it's it. hard it's hard and demanding work and it is funny you know like I can remember it feeling so mind-bogglingly impossible to explain something like what a fussy voice is to like you have four little fat faces looking at you for guidance so in the world. And you're you're trying to think of like, and one of my friends always jokes about how hard it is to talk to your kids because you're being like, you're being self-righteous. And you're like, let me back up. <laughs> let me back up. And then you're trying to think, how can I get this into toddler words so that you can understand what I'm trying to but tell you here? some of the time, we've just brought those down into toddler words. So I remember with our girls, uh, Overdramatizing was a word that they knew early, like real early. We so just we call just that being it, a drama llama. Yeah, in our well, house. we were like, you may not overdramatize, and so it's really funny when you have a little toddler girl who's trying to pronounce the word overdramatize. But it's it's a thing that they do well before they mm -hmm. can pronounce it. Mm -hmm. So and um, teach them the word, I guess. Right. But I also think keep your sense of humor in it, because it really is a hilarious time. Even the even the really difficult days are are funny when you get a perspective on it and of course we all know that um difficult times make the best stories later mm -hmm. after you're out of it it doesn't mean i feel like i need to say here i'm pretty sure i've told this on a podcast before there's nothing when you're pregnant and emotional about things it's not like it's not like having the emotion that things are difficult is wrong it's quitting, giving up, thinking that that doesn't, that yeah. that in some way, like, voids the idea that this is your duty, that it's yeah, hard. Yeah, no, knowing it's difficult is just you being a realist. But right. it's also keeping it in perspective because the difficulties. I think, you um, know. well, they're, they're the difficulties of blessing. They're the difficulties yeah. of something really sweet. Yeah. When but I was big keeping pregnant. Keeping a sense of humor matters. I think it makes it bearable. Right. When I was big pregnant with the twins, and when I say big pregnant, I mean, big pregnant. I had yes. a I had a shirt that was some kind of triple extra large maternity shirt. I don't know. It was enormous, but to get the coverage over my belly, it had to be enormous. And so I had it. I had tied the underneath part because nothing <laughs> is as bad as having <laughs> that. Half an acre of skin out on the town. Yeah. You're like, I mean, it's probably no one has an angle on that. But just in case, it seems like we should cinch this in. We should, like, get a bungee cord involved and rig this in. And I tied it in a knot. And I remember my Aunt Heather 
just bursting into laughter when she saw me and said, it looks just like a balloon because <laughs> this huge belly with a little wheat not off the bottom of it. Um, anyways, at that moment in my pregnancy, uh, there was one time when Luke came home. So it was with the twins, and they were both over. They were both in the sevens pounds. So they were. It, I was huge, as Luke said in the ultrasound. You're gonna have stretch marks on your forearms after this, <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell we're a good match because I thought that was hilarious. And, at the and time, even I, at the time, I died laughing. I don't think that the ultrasound tech expected me no. to die laughing. I'm no. not sure what happened there, but. There was a time when Luke was like, what is wrong? And I sobbed my way through an inventory of items that were on the floor that I couldn't reach. <laughs> and besides the, beside the dryer, like I can't mm. possibly get that. And he, I just, yeah. bless him. They remember that moment of him just being like, I can handle it. <laughs> but you should not have this problem. I think I was brought to tears once about the things on the floor, but only because I couldn't get them without my pants coming unhitched. <laughs> so you, every time, and it was just after 400,000 hitchings of your pants, you're like, gonna <laughs> scream. When uh, um, I realized, <laughs> I guess it was when I was pregnant with Daphne. This was my second pregnancy, and with Lena, I'd been pregnant through the summer. So when I was big pregnant, I was just wearing like a pair of maternity shorts and a tank top and it was all pretty attainable. But when I was pregnant with Daphne, it was in the winter and I had a baby and we went to the mall for some reason and it was when the full stretch panel maternity pants had just come out, which was actually a great- they just come out? Those are the old school terrible kind. No, no, no. No, the kind where it's like a full tube around your belly of okay. stretchable material. It was better. It was not the kind that you're talking about with the big... Yeah, no. The bi that. I we're like showing it. our age. Yeah. This was before the maternity technology mm -hmm. had gotten as good as it no. is now. And I um, was wearing a pair of those jeans. And then you have like, I don't know what I had on top. But it was a sweater. So it was like those jeans. And then a camisole. And then a sweater. And then mm. a coat and a diaper bag. And a toddler who couldn't walk in the snow. Yeah. And by the time I got into, into the mall, my the... <laughs> The pants and like no, I know, I know. So yeah. the elastic was at, <laughs> the top of the elastic was at my waist, but then <laughs> so good. And now but they have to be here. Sorry, sorry guys. Sorry guys. Just it's a women's podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, but the crotch of my maternity pants was at my knees. And yeah. I had to stop yeah. and like put my bag down, oh, put yeah. the child no. down, mm -mm. and then what are you gonna do? It's like full on child at a talent show because yeah. you can't. How are you gonna pull this thing up? Because so it was like, <laughs> like trying to get your pants back up. I'm just saying, there's nothing no. quite as Terrible. stressful as that. Not good. Not good times. <laughs> it would make no. anyone emotional it to would. have your pants. Well, and I would go to the down. grocery store taking like one, two, three. Hitch, and yeah. then one, oh. two, three, hitch. No. It's not good. Murder. All right, sorry. I don't know why we're talking about this at we all. Slipped, we slipped the point, but we never we never <laughs> actually uh, stick with it. But in the, twin, in the twin pregnancy, things were especially bad with mobility issues. So yeah. why I, are you talking about this? The twins. You're pregnant with the twins. There's a story here. Because I said I cried through all of the... I was huge, but I cried through all of the inventory of things. But I, I think reach. even if you're crying about things you can't reach on the floor, it's good to be able to realize, okay, I can laugh at the fact that I'm crying about that now, and I can be done. And we can press on, because I don't need yeah. to continue to have a pity yeah. party every day Because if you were this. to maybe start a, you know, a truly sad movement about no yeah everyone feel sorry for me because i can't pick up the thing on the i floor. think it's because i have been telling everyone to not let their emotions drive the bus lately she's just sharing she's being transparent what she has this emotion. moment no Sometimes. it was actually to say that in all that discussion of saying don't let your emotions be disobedient and whatever having a stupid i didn't feel like i needed to like i don't think that there was a sin there in having an emotion that was stressed. The sin would be, and I, it wasn't like I thought I needed to confess the fact that I cried. I think I no. cried, and then I started laughing, and then Luke made fun yeah. of me, and so we laughed really it. hard together, and we moved on. Well, it's and kind of, I, I do think some emotions are just 
wrong from the get-go, right? If you're, like, there's a whole hit list of emotions that are wrong and you just shouldn't even be there in the first place. Right. Then there's a whole other host of emotions that are completely fine because you're a human and you have those. But then there's a moment where you can transition. So, like, if you were, for instance, to catch a cold, there's nothing wrong with that. If you were to then turn into the drama queen about your cold, that's a problem. If you were to refuse to get better and turn into hypochondria, hypochondriac? That's the word. That is the not word, but I don't think that I if I you were a hypochondriac, you wouldn't have to get better. You would not have had the problem in the first place. Well, I mean, you know, like you, you nurse it, you milk it along and try and get a lot of pity from everybody. That would be doing it wrong. And I think the same thing can be true of emotions where it's like, all right, that happened and... I'm going to press on. I know I've told the story before of the time when I was, who would it have been? Blair? Somebody, I was giving somebody a bath in our, in our bathroom. And um, who would it be? Maybe Shad, I don't know. Chloe came in and she leaned. So I was kneeling on the floor with my arms in the tub with the baby. And Chloe came in and like something happened where she stepped on the shower curtain or pulled on the shower curtain or sat on the side of the tub on the shower curtain. Somehow she jerked it and the shower curtain rod <laughs> fell, fell down and it was a metal one and it had all those little metal loops with uh -huh. the little balls on them. So yeah. in terms of noise making, you could not have picked a more noise making situation. And I'm, I'm leaning into the tub and the, suddenly the curtain rod crashes onto my head and, and all this metallic noise, and then they scatter all over the floor. So it was just a very loud, amazing moment. And it crashes on my head, and I <laughs> might look up, and Chloe goes, well, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I always think of that, like, ah, oh, so that happened. That, that happened, and well, then we'll just move on. Maybe okay. I had a big emotional outburst. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you got to confess it. And then sometimes you just got to laugh and move on. But I remember one time, speaking of the, the little years and having a sense of humor, I do remember one time, huge pregnant, and one of the kids lost something under the bed, like, but way at the back. And you know when you're huge pregnant, yeah. like, oh. what are you going to do? Oh, this and is so why we did a Facebook Live, so Becca could tell the story. Oh, really? Did yeah, this is what we needed to do okay. live. All we right. needed this, guys. I, you might have to embellish, because I don't know what you think I'm going to do about this story <laughs> to make it all that. Guys, I'll just, it's not that good. It is that good. So, this is I'm big pregnant. And granted, I was not as big as Rachel when she had the twins. That's right. I take the record there. But I was big. I was, I, and, and the babies just went straight out ahead as if they were in there, you know, yeah. like this instead mm -hmm. of curled up nicely. Anyway, too We've big. we never controlled our babies too in the big womb very well. to get anything out from under the back of the bed. It, and it was like in the guest bedroom, and so it, was, it wasn't even a twin. It was like it was a double bed or something, and it was yeah. in the corner. And I don't know why I had to get it. It was like, but it was a thing I had to get. And so <laughs> I get down on the floor, and I'm, <laughs> you can't you can't wedge under so I'm like sort of sideways and you tweedle under there and I still can't reach it. Desperate. So I'm, Apparently I'm this is like really a, an like important a ruler thing or something yeah. to try to swipe at it. And of course now you're you're in there with the dust bunnies. Yeah. No one wants to be there. And and the bed had a dust ruffle, so now I'm just in inside. <laughs> I can't see anything. She has cut herself off from the outside world. I'm under the bed, sort of, but wedged sideways badly. It was not at all cute and then Knox my oldest went and just got on my back like just decided to sit <laughs> as on a child would at such a time so I can't I can't like see him because the dust ruffle is covering up my view so I'm sort of shouting like Knox I need you to get off and then in the middle of this moment my contact pops out <laughs> into the dust bunny you know like just, <laughs> just the contact <laughs> And you can't, like, and Knox can't hear you. You're Nox like, Knox, get off. And he's I'm, like, you sound so muffled, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Mama? I can't reach whatever it is, and I'm stuck under the bed, and my contact fell in a dust bunny. Just, it just was all the things, all it's the petty things at once. And I remember feeling like, you know, this is a time where I could cry or I could laugh. And I sort of, I know which one would be more fun. And I had this And time. especially if you laugh, you have the benefit of not having, you have, <laughs> it will always be funny. It will be so funny and forever And you don't have else. to then tell the story with, and then I cried under and the And then, 
<laughs> then I had to apologize to the neighbors because they heard me screaming. No, but from it just bar. kind of summed it up. You know, probably my pants were falling off too at the same time. I thought I had. A, I know I've told this story before, but why not do it now? And I was <laughs> I was wearing flip flops. And I was busy about the house trying to get a lot of things done. And I went to run up the stairs and my flip-flop peeled. <laughs> <laughs> like I kicked the corner of the stair yeah. and my foot went on the stair and my flip-flop did not. And so it created this like wild knee jerk while I was carrying yeah. a Diet Dr. Pepper or Diet Pepsi or something. Yeah. I had a can of something. And so as I fall, just biting it onto the stairs, which actually hurt quite a lot, yeah. but it would not have been, it, it was still excellent. I'm holding this can and that like the sudden clench of, oh my word, I'm wiping out. I crush the, the can <laughs> in my hand and it just sprays all in my face. Like it was just like, as I go down, just and, and then it hurt really good. badly, but it was so much better for <laughs> laughing about it. It was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's something that we get asked about a lot is trying to deal with trials with joy and laughing about it. Yeah. And I think it, I think that a lot of that for us is our, how we grew up and how our family thought things were funny. And, enjoyed telling the story yeah but that, i mean that i mean matters, that I if you told the story to everyone what well we grew up in a pastor's family and our grandpa was a pastor for a long time and you could not get any mileage in our family on a story <laughs> of what someone what else me? yeah if you were getting ready to warm up a sad no. story that you would get a whole lot of flat face emoticons from the family and probably a little and like kind of a, so did you can't all enjoy that? their sport cake like there, there'd be a lot of like mm, mm -hmm. you should you there That's was true. no receiving audience for that no. i'm kind of just noticing a, a thing that i'm doing that's weird which is I'm talking to you in the screen as if you're on the other side of a Skype call and you're talking to me this way. And I think we Isn't have a Isn't she awkward about this? I feel <laughs> like we have a triangular scene happening because I'm like looking at you here and you're... That's all right. Uh, There's three of us in this conversation. So yeah. it's all right. Um, so anyways, and I think that having a family that thought it was fun to tell stories, that it was funny to tell stories, that stories of your own misfortune were funny. You know, that that's, well, I, it's much better to get a laugh out at yourself because like if you do the thing where you fall down on the sidewalk by yourself, you know, like you're walking and you just, there it went. <laughs> There's the people who jump up and wheel around and like look for pretend somebody it to didn't blame. happen. They start scowling around looking for somebody to pin that one on. Or <laughs> scowling or or just jumping up like I hope no one saw me disgrace myself there. Yes. Like make or sure this you can happened. laugh and realize I just did a stupid thing. There you or go. or bringing this conversation full circle. You could get your mom to get on Twitter and contact involved <laughs> people. Go defile somebody's property <laughs> you could do that you could do yeah. that whole uh situation yeah. i think telling stories about things is is profitable for yeah it if it if it's in a good place it's profitable for your own it's well it's enjoyable soul. it's funny it's good for your soul uh, but it's also super helpful to do it <laughs> with your super helpful to do it with your children because yeah. Your kids knowing that you laugh at things that, have, like, it shapes what they, you <laughs> yeah, know. Um, what they're willing to laugh at in themselves. You know, when you teach your kids, when your kids are learning to talk, you, it's like you're holding a baby and a dog comes up. And you look at the baby. And you, I make mm -hmm. eye contact with the baby. And you're, and you're like, you make a face. Yeah. Right? You teach them how, it's always like, yeah, it's a dog. And then you show them your own face. This is something mothers do without trying to do. Yeah. It's an instinctive thing. But we show our kids how to have that, like, how do we feel about this? I'll show you how we feel about this. Yeah. You can mimic my emotion. Like, yeah. this is what I'm doing. Which yeah. is why it is so frequent that mothers pass on their own fears of things and their own, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And so I think that it's, a, it's just a little more involved version of doing that. Yeah. Right, which is that no, I'm actually exactly telling that. you a story and I'm telling you the whole thing about yeah. how I processed it, that it got so funny that then at this time, <laughs> and then you would not yeah. believe the next thing that happened because then your kids process their own life that way. They process it thinking, 
yeah. this is joyful and funny. And if something amazing happens to me while I'm out, I can't wait for dinner oh, because because yeah. everyone needs to hear. That everyone needs to know. Everyone and then needs to know. Be a good audience for them when they try to tell you that. Like, mm-hmm. like actually enter into the funniness of their stories and mm-hmm. the things that happened. And I'll and say having teenagers now it's well worth the investment because oh my word so funny the funny comes back fourfold (laughs) (laughs) like this is hilarious i don't know how we're gonna live through this life it is and and i know we've said this before too but like sometimes actually pointing out to your kids it seems really rude but i think it's actually just good parenting which is (laughs) (laughs) this could be for sale in our shop alongside of i could have been a war concubine (laughs) It, it would be, it seems really rude, but it's actually just good parenting. <laughs> it's, it's I would like everyone to notice that both of these are Becca quotes. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Okay, good. I'll take them. Um, no, but I mean like when you, when you actually point to things that their friends are doing or kids that they see are doing and you say, see, here's what's wrong with that. You know, like, and mm. it feels like that's gossipy. What's wrong with that? And that you shouldn't be teaching your kids to spot flaws in others. And, of course, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be trying to teach them to be snotty, critical, That's because kids. there's a there's a point of application. Well, and, and what is the whole book of Proverbs other than a father telling his right. son, look out the window and look at that guy. And, like, look at the slugger. And see what he's doing wrong. Mm. And look at this one. And do yeah. you see what a bad job he's doing? <laughs> And so, and don't be that one. And so I think that there's lots of ways in which you can, you can do that, that, that teaches well, your kids. It's, it's that thing of showing them what reaction do we have. So like the um, tripping and then trying to find somebody to blame. I remember one time seeing a girl on the volleyball court who would miss the ball by, you know, it was clearly coming to her. She would swing at it, miss it by a foot. And then wheel around and scowl at the neighbor. How and could you like, do that to me? You got to get those. <laughs> so the thing mm. is, is that if you don't want your daughter to be that one, then when you, they she you know when you see people doing that, show them that that's not going right. to be behavior that I, we admire. I think of the difference between it being gossipy and it being profitable for instruction yeah. to your kids is that you're you're actually making the connection to their own behavior. Yeah, right? exactly. That we're not yeah. supervising other people and saying, oh, what a mess there. So many years ago, we had one of our daughters was having trouble at recess with, um, there was, I don't know, it was one of those special recess kinds of <laughs> events that are hard to enter into as a parent, you mm. know. Only yeah. those who have taken gymnastic <laughs> lessons may stand in this circle, you know, <laughs> yeah. and talk about cartwheels or whatever they were yeah. doing. And um, it was some kind of exclusion, and there was some little whispery things going on in the. Um, um, there was like it was like this weird, um, you know how little girls would do this kind of thing. I can't tell you something because it will hurt your feelings. Oh, best yeah. not say. Yeah. There is uh-huh. there is a secret within me that if I let it out, we all know it. You can't. It will know hurt it. your feelings if I tell you, you mm-hmm. what you know. And so, yeah. so for instance, when our daughter was having a hard time with this, I like the people who can't have a secret without letting letting everyone know there, there is, is a one. Secret. There is one. Yeah. And boy, do you wish you knew. <laughs> so, so we had this. Um, we were dealing with this at the time, and the point that was super profitable for us was that it was like, no, you don't want to be like that. Like, this no. is unkind. Someone is being unkind to you. But at the same time, what the lesson we want you to take away from it is how are you tempted to be that same kind of unkind to others? What yeah. are the places where you yeah. behave exactly like that and because you are on this side of it right now, you or, have a different insight? Or when they're actually in the grip of doing it, you can point to, now you remember how we have talked right. about this with other people and you know what... It looks like when they do it, and you know how this ugly is it what is. it feels like. This and is now, how you feel like it's a good idea. And now, lo, look who is doing it. Yeah, and so I think yeah. the difference between just being catty about other people right. is, is that you're actually making an application to right. your own behavior. Which we could circle back around and draw applications to your hell no thing, because that is what that is. Which is, it's not just right. like here I'm going to make fun <coughs> of everything stupid that I find. It's actually no geared towards something important. Like it's and an it's, important well, spiritual it's, truth. Actually. 
I had forgotten about the Department of Hell No, but it is exactly that because sometimes you <laughs> run into. About that. <laughs> I let it slip my mind. For but there went my tip. Just shot on the floor. I'll get it, guys. Don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so the the thing about that is that when we're doing that bringing to light like here's the lie here's this the what we're trying to do is say how has it gotten into your life that you're believing part of this because if it was totally out there and elsewhere right. uh, there's no concern for christians about it but it's but it yeah. is actually the same thing that we struggle with in our hearts and that's why it, it is helpful like when you see a mom flipping out at her kids at the store somewhere, I hope you see the reductio that just got run yeah. on you, right? The reductio, right. reductio ad absurdum, like when you take someone's argument and you run it all the way out and you realize that, oh yeah, in my heart, you know, if you hear a mom at Walmart yelling at her kids, and you never do anything for me, and you're like, woo, <laughs> but then you think, actually, I've had exactly that same, the beginning of that same argument yeah. in my own heart, and seeing it worked its way out just makes you be like, ah, Department of yeah. Hell no, let's not do that. Let's, indeed. Well, it's just, let's turn. It's like if you were doing sort of weed identification out in the alley, mm -hmm. because you want to be able to spot it when it shows up in your right. garden and realize, oh, that's what that looks like when it goes hog wild and gets big. Right, because you're like, this is what it is. This is what it is full grown. This is the one that you're trying to prevent. Okay, it's time for us to do a tip. Did you bring something? Did you? I thought about it. Other than your sock puppets? I, my sock puppets? <laughs> puppets, you told me. I said, oh. did you bring something? <laughs> Becca's like, what? Is this an organizational thing I haven't heard about yet? There was a time no, that I Becca had, and I, I had buckets, when you were in but... England one time, Becca and I spent an absurd amount of time on the phone trying to figure out how to turn some vessel like a like a Pringles container we or something do it. into a skivvy dispenser. That was a good idea. We should have done like a do it along with us project. But Pringles, your children must have been very little. Maybe an oatmeal can or something. I think it was an oatmeal can. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that I did. I got in the car. I ran back in the house to get it. Forgot why I went back in the house. <laughs> got an apple instead. Came here. Didn't bring my thing. What were you going to bring? Show and tell, guys. What I didn't, were you going I didn't to bring? bring my show or tell. You do yours. You have one here. Okay. She's not going to give a tip. Well, I what? She doesn't have any tips. What was your... I'm <laughs> always the tipless one. It's not good. <laughs> the end. She makes up for it with pithy t-shirt <laughs> sayings. All right. Could have been a this war concubine. Artisan sourdough made simple. This is a good cookbook. And if you're into sourdough, I which is I... Is this the... This isn't the recipes you use, though. Is it? It's a... You're trying to keep your Which recipes? I no, you have your I use tartine. tartine loaf. No, I love the tartine country loaf. And that one is available. Tartine country loaf is our like, standby, the one I do all the time. That one is, all, is available online at New York Times. But this one, tartine is really like a beautiful, kind of artsy bakery in San Francisco. So if you think in terms of really incredible big loaf of bread, yes, it's totally yeah. that. But when it gets into other things, it's a little fussy sometimes. Okay. So more involved. Well, I this book need to try is, that. This book is written by a woman who does actually have children and is feeding them. That's that is a real point. But the there's the I haven't I, the chocolate chip sourdough that I make is in I here. I need to try it because I it's really good. The focaccia yeah. is unbelievable. The semolina breadsticks in the multigrain loaf. I make lots of stuff in here, and they're very low key. Country farmhouse bread. There's a lot of them that I make regularly, and they're very. It's very low key. I'm just it's a not book good you at get. maintaining my little dough. But I um no, my tip was going to be a man's tie brand that I like, but I didn't bring it. So it's relevant to all of our all of our. Uh, if you need to buy a man's tie, I would recommend a brand, but I can't because I forgot to bring it. And it has an unpronounceable name. Of all the words England. of tongue and pen, the saddest are these, yeah. what might have yeah. been. You yeah. who live in England, you can just trot down and get it. But <laughs> I order them from England. And I see been... that my husband has just come in to ask us, what's a great gift to get your wife for <laughs> Valentine's Day? <laughs> so get, get her a man's tie from England. Ah, mm -hmm. give, yeah, mm -hmm. do that. That's what yeah. I really want in all my life. 
Yes, exactly. All right. Well, well thank you all for coming. Good, guys. Thanks for putting up with us you week did. after week you when we show up. Through. Yeah. yeah. You did it. We're you get to see us now. But next time we're going to put the cell phone on the dash and we'll both sit there staring out the window. I think that I yawned. I didn't yawn today. And I didn't do any she weird. Didn't shut her eyes. I didn't do any weird line the dead bug up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a pastime I've spent it my is, whole but life. The thing doing. is, she does this, but then she goes. Whoop. Doesn't everybody do that? I, I think yeah. I feel like it's a human thing to try to like follow the telephone yeah. wires. So you're the like the thing I do Whoop. is I look for the repeat in wallpapers or like I, I spend my whole time Figuring trying that to out. find. But yeah. in the car, it's always the bug on the windshield yeah, lines up nicely, or like a. Yeah. Um, smudge that you want to line up in the tree nicely yeah or you want to yeah. get it right at that midpoint one of the time line. yeah this will be the last story and then we'll really quit talking one time in class stop. because i've done this yeah. my whole life i think it was in high school that there was one time in class where i had my pen in front of my face and i <laughs> <laughs> and i started thinking i wonder if i could move this fast enough that i couldn't see it anymore <laughs> Which you know what is all well and good until you're the teacher. No, no. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> I, I get this all the time from kids because they're in the middle of, they're absorbed in their own little world. You just don't feel seen yeah. at that moment. No, because they're sitting there and they're only eight feet from you, but they feel invisible. Yeah. And they're going like. <laughs> that. live video oh shoot it shot <laughs> off the shoot. did you end it no you have to like turn it off end end it wow we're still it's on. still on we're gonna be live all night You think of yourself now and then in four years time what do you want yourself to look like and is the education that you're considering going to help you get to that place when you're a student you want to become like your teacher you're going to become like your teacher looking at NSA beforehand I knew I wanted to become like the men who are teaching here fireman husband father doctor no matter where you want to go NSA is just such good preparation for the person that you want to be. If you want to be an effective Christian, you need to be able to lead and shape culture. If you want to do that, no matter what your occupation is, you need to shape yourself, as, um, prepare yourself as a person for that job. And liberal arts is, I think, the best education you can have for that. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu.